1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Hey there, it's
2: the Hancock and Kelly show on a Monday night. Here Very we are. Late night. I'm embarrassed to tell you this, but oh. uh spent my entire life being obsessed with politics hmm. and have never been to a presidential library in my life. Not even you, the Truman Library. Not Clinton? No, I haven't been to the Clinton <laughs> Library. I haven't been to the Clinton wow. Library. I've driven, I have been so close t- uh, to the Lincoln Library on numerous amounts of times. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's embarrassing that I haven't done it. It's uh, something I, you know, was. Uh, need to put on my list of things to do i noticed that president obama who's getting ready to do his library up in chicago is facing some pushback from a lot of the neighbors who are saying look that the investment in this library is going to bring gentrification to the neighborhood well it's I the whole so. point yeah i thought that right? was the whole point but that's uh that's a real problem there and the clinton one is supposed to be special uh, you've uh, visited quite a few uh, presidential. Yeah, libraries. but I, I
3: feel badly. I've I've not gone to the Lincoln Library in uh, Springfield, and it's all been redone. And uh, I, you know, I just I haven't gone. Now I have gone. Uh, Georgianne took me out to California for my fiftieth birthday, and we visited yeah, the Ronald 12 Reagan. Twelve and a half years ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, visited the Ronald Reagan Library there in the Semi Valley. Phenomenal. I mean, tremendous Can you experience.
2: go on the plane, or is the
3: plane just Oh, yeah. Kind no, of you there. can walk through it. Yeah, you walk and through the— And it's set
2: up like it was when he was president? Yeah, yeah
3: it's small. Yeah? It's small. I, I was shocked by how small it was. Uh, but, yeah, you, you can walk on and Air Force One. And it's the actual physical the one plane he, that went the one to Russia it. and all the yeah. things he did? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah was the technology quite dated in it when you walked through it? Do you remember it? What do I
3: know? I mean, is, I mean, <laughs> you're asking computers me
2: It look old?
3: <laughs> I mean, it looked like a plane, I mean. All it, right. Uh, but I mean they had, you know, all kinds of cool stuff there. Been in the Nixon library because it, when you were out it there? was right down the road. So we went to the Nixon library, which was which was great too. Not as advanced as Reagan's, but still quite interesting and uh, at the Nixon Library, you actually can listen to all of the tapes. Oh, my. Yeah, and uh, some of them are, are quite racy. Uh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, and, and that was that was interesting. So I've been there. I've been to the Gerald Ford Library in Grand Rapids just because we were in the neighborhood, and, and I went through. That was fun. Yeah. Um, went to the Rutherford B. Hayes homestead in whatever place in Ohio that was. And um, my favorite of all. Uh, of all. My favorite president of all time. Of Calvin course. Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge. We went to the Calvin Coolidge State Historic Site in Plymouth Notch, Vermont, several years Keep ago. Keep it cool with Coolidge. Keep cool with Coolidge. The most underappreciated president in U.S. history. I mean, this Explain. man, he, he was a true conservative. He was a fiscal conservative. The man paid down the entire debt from World, World War I during his presidency. He had a uh, uh, one person in the white house dedicated to finding government waste every single day and he cut 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 government spending during his time yet he had the foresight to begin the process that became the 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 interstate highway system under the coolidge administration i mean did some amazing Things. How many terms did he uh, serve? Served well. He he became president upon the death of, of Warren G. Harding, who died on a train coming back from Alaska in 1923. So Coolidge served out that term. Was elected to a full term in 1924, and chose not to run in 28. And that you remember that was the Roaring Twenties. Right. The economy was humming. The country was growing. Uh, businesses were expanding, and uh, it was a it was a tremendous presidency. Anyway. He grew up on this little farm in Vermont. And they've got the, the state of Vermont has completely put it back to vintage era. It's, it's right. as it looked and as it was when Coolidge was growing up. He took the oath of office there. He was visiting his father when Warren Harding died. They didn't have electricity. And so he took the oath of office at like 3 o'clock in the morning under a, under a candlelight in the uh, study of his father's house right there in Plymouth Notch, Vermont. And that room is preserved. You can see exactly where that all happened. <clears throat> and, um, so, you know, in an underappreciated president, but a really cool What venue. did Harding die of? <laughs> well, they're not sure if it was a heart attack. I mean, there's a there's a conspiracy theory that his wife poisoned him. uh uh-huh. um, You know, Harding was uh, Super- a... Philanderer? He, he was a player. Yeah. And, um... So there's that theory out there, but it most likely was natural a train causes. from Alaska in those days had to have taken weeks. He was the first president to visit Alaska. Really? Yep, and he was he was coming back, and they'd made the trip, and I'm not sure exactly at what point he passed away, but the train made its way. And at the time, Harding was a very popular president. And, you know, as history played out, there were a number of scandals that were kind of uncovered after he died, the Teapot Dome scandal where the, they were selling off oil Rights uh, to private companies of government land. I mean, there's some bad stuff going on during the Harding presidency. And, uh, you know, and he was at the helm, so he kind of takes the blame for that. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, – but he was a very popular president, and the country was very saddened when Warren Harding died. And, you know, we'd gone through uh, – William McKinley had been assassinated in 1901. Uh Uh, James Garfield was assassinated in 1881 and then of course in 1865 Abraham Lincoln was assassinated so you had these presidential deaths in office that kind of occurred back to back to back to back every 20 years or so and uh, and so it was a very sad time for America um, the, you
2: said you hadn't gone to the Clinton Library. Is that because you're not a fan of President Clinton, or you just haven't made your way there?
3: Yeah, I haven't gone to Little Rock. Um, I would like to, I mean, just as a student of history, I'd like to see it. it uh, I'm not a fan of Bill Clinton's, but, but I'd still like to see the library, and some very substantial American history was made during his presidency. So, yeah, I'd like to see it. What about the
2: Truman Library? You been? No that Terrible! I know. I Mr. know.
3: Presidential historian. I know. I know. It's terrible. And you, you
2: have good cause to be in Kansas a City lot. a lot. I'm in times Kansas a City a lot,
3: and um, and I've never, uh, yeah. Another another very shameful factoid of my of my life. Do you think President Trump will ever have a library? Well, wouldn't his ego require him to? Well, one? so usually when a oh, I've been to the George W. Bush Library as well. So usually when a president leaves office, the planning for the library begins almost immediately. That kind of becomes the, the focus point of the former president and his whatever staff he has retained around him. And I've seen no mention of a Trump library uh, <clears throat> from, the, from the people surrounding former President Trump. So, you know, at this point, uh, unless the kids would do it, I don't know that I, that I would expect to see a Trump pre- and, he, and Donald Trump is, was so anti-establishment in his bent and demeanor and approach that it would kind of be like him not to have a presidential library. Yeah.
2: You know? Well, I don't know. You would think his ego, I'm going to build the biggest and the best and the tallest library in the history of the world. I mean, you would think his ego would require it. Can you think of a modern-day president that hadn't done a
3: library? Uh, let's see. So you got, uh, four did one. He was, he, he wasn't elected president. So let's see, you go back. Uh, Kennedy, Obama's one. doing one one. There's
2: an Obama one. W did one. Carter. Clinton
3: did one. HW did one. Reagan certainly did one. Uh, Nixon. Carter did one. Ford did one. Nixon did one. Uh, see Johnson's got one down in Texas, which I've not been to. Ken- Kennedy's got one in Boston. Then you go back to that would be Eisenhower. I is uh, he's I, from Kansas, right? Yeah, I don't know if there's an. I I bet there is an Eisenhower Library. Yeah, uh, it just would just aware. seems to me that 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 Donald Trump's ego alone wouldn't allow him to not have a library. Well, we'll have to stay tuned and find out. What happens? It's Michael Kelly and John Hancock were taking it home for you at 1016 on the Voice of St. Louis, Game Ox.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shop
4: to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms
2: And Kelly, i a late Monday evening with you. We'll take you all the way to the top of the hour where you'll get the news. And uh, then it all starts back over again here on the Mighty Mox.
3: It does. Uh, we've got uh, our American story coming up and then mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff at 2 o'clock in the morning. And then... uh Today was Columbus Day, one m. of those
2: weird holidays Columbus where Day. The, the mail doesn't get delivered, the banks aren't open, Excellent but point. most people still go to work. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, now. I guess Martin Luther King Day. We've kind of now decided that it is a holiday, and people don't go to work on Martin. It has Luther been King for Day. years, buddy. No, but I mean, Columbus Day is one of those bank holidays. It, it you know, the banks and the, and post the government. Office, MLK yeah. Day was like that for a long time, um, be, but the essentially commerce continues to go on. It's not treated the way that Labor Day and Fourth of July right, are. Right. Uh, So I always was confused by Columbus Day.
3: Well, it's uh, I believe it was 1492. Yeah, in Columbus, I believe he sailed the ocean blue. You're such a tool. And he uh, (laughs) he had the the three ships out there, Michael. You remember the Nina, the Nina, the Santa Maria, the Santa Maria, and the Pinta, and the Pinta, and not necessarily in that order. And so they they which one was he on? Uh, he was on all of them because he was Columbus. Oh, see, he, he, and, he didn't like the order I gave him, but he doesn't know which one was his. Well, he was on the uh, he, he was on the Nina, and <laughs> uh, and so Columbus is out there directing the ships over the uh, ocean blue. It's very treacherous in 1490. You, you know, you didn't have the power. Uh, you know the the power thing where you you know you pull yeah. the lever and mm-hmm. uh they had to they had to sail they had the mast up there and you had the four, you know the bow and the stern and uh and they were navigating the whales out there and and the icebergs and they, they they somehow yeah, they made it well, the reason I
2: brought up Columbus Day is it reminds me of the name of one of my favorite movies, yeah, Groundhog day, uh with Bill Murray where second day, yeah. So, Groundhog Day is one of those movies that's so good, I don't know why they would ever remake it. And to my knowledge, nobody's ever remade it. There's, I bet I could list about 10 of those that they shouldn't remake, right? right? Uh, modern ones. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. One of them that they're actually remaking that I think should not be remade Yeah. is... Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Did you ever see that with Gene Willy Wilder? Wonka
3: and the Chocolate Yeah, that came out in the 70s.
2: Yeah, so Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder comes out. It was an awesome movie. Never cared for it. Great music, great little story. Mm. Um, Gene Wilder plays that obscure character. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Then it got remade just about 10 years ago, John, by Johnny Depp. And, of course, that was a real quirky. That's got to be
3: freaky. Yeah. yeah,
2: it was real quirky and weird. Well, it's being remade again. Timothy... Chalamet, am I saying his name right? Chalamet, mm-hmm. uh is going to play Willy Wonka in the upcoming release that's coming out in 2023. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm kind of half excited because I loved the first Willy Wonka. So Never much. got it.
3: Never got into it. But uh, what about Ferris Bueller's like Day Off? Did Saw you love it? it? Yeah, I was fine. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, but you know, these are these are. What like... if they remade the Sting? Well, they did. And it's not as good, you know. remade it. So it was called The Sting 2. Jackie Gleason was in it. Well, that's
2: not the same. They're going to have Top Gun 2. That's not the same. It's not
3: the same. No, you're right.
2: No, but uh, I'm talking about just a remake. Now, what's interesting to me about Ferris Bueller's Day Off is Ferris Bueller's Day Off is an awesome movie. Uh, You know, it tells you the story. The kid goes out, and he he turns into this cult hero, and he travels around Chicago, and blah, blah, blah. But so much has changed. Since then, you know, there were no cell phones back then. There right, there were none of the computers that yeah. we have now. It'd be a completely different kind of fun story. Hmm. But I'm not sure I'd want to see it
3: remade. No, I, you know, and you know, you think about all the classic movies that are out there, and the one that you know pops into my mind, uh, perhaps the finest. Oh, here movie we go, Matt. Made. Cover your ears, uh, Matt. You may have seen this movie as a young lad. Uh, do you recall the epic motion picture, Jingle All the Way? Yeah, uh, you Sinbad, got, Matt. You, yeah, you got Academy Arnold Schwarzenegger no, in there. No, never mind. Sinbad's in uh, What's her name? Um, what's her name? Uh, Rita Wilson is in that. Tom Hanks' wife. Yes. Yeah. If, if Phil Hartman is in that movie, no longer with us. No longer with us, and a phenomenal movie. I would hate to see that remade because it was a great. Okay, great I can honestly tell
2: you that I've never seen Jingle on the Well. Way, then you I'm can't diss it.
3: With it. Isn't
2: Arnold Schwarzenegger in it? Yes. Yeah.
3: One of the better roles he ever played in a motion picture, better if you than want like to the True Lies or, or Terminator. All you know, take that stuff, you know, whatever. Uh, but Jingle All the Way, he's this comedic character of epic proportions. And is he juxta- the star of
2: the movie or is Sinbad?
3: Well, no, uh, Arnold is, but juxtaposed with Sinbad, uh-huh. you want to talk about chemistry on screen, Michael? Uh, those two, I mean, it, you could talk about your Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. You can yeah. talk about your Bob Hopes and your Bing Crosby. You give me Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. Is it a Christmas movie? It's a Christmas movie. So w- would I find pleasure
2: of watching it during non-Christmas it's time? It's so good. You could watch
3: that sucker in the middle uh-huh. of July and have just as much enjoyment as I get watching it with the family every year on uh uh, See, December twenty fourth. For
2: those of you who may not be regular listeners of Hancock and Kelly, he's not lying to you. This is like one of his favorite movies. So it comes funny. Up in every conversation, even in our private lives with his family, when I'm fortunate enough to be around them and hanging out with him, uh, <laughs> they, they talk about John's obsession. With no, Jingle no, it's not John's obsession.
3: It's the, the entire family. It's it's a family event. We get together just before Christmas, all of us. The kids are grown now, and. Uh, it's we like all, your own little uh, "It's a Wonderful Life." It's so much better than that, and so you better, know we, we all get on life. the on the sofas there, the, the dog curls up and he's panting away, and 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 we're we get we look on the thing, and it's always available mm-hmm. for two ninety nine, and and so
2: you're, you're a Christmas guy. Oh my gosh! yeah. So you like that? Now we just passed Columbus Day, which uh, today. Uh, yeah, today. What is today? The eleventh. Yes. Okay. And to, uh, the fifteenth's coming up, which is halfway through October. Then we get to uh, Halloween. Halloween. Mm-hmm. When do you start the placement of the Christmas lights?
3: Immediately after Thanksgiving.
2: Okay, so you do wait until Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, immediately. Well, uh, do you kind of have kind of a fall motif around the house yes. leading up yes. to Thanksgiving? Lots of oranges and reds. All and, of it. Georgiana's and- got the
3: uh, orange and black uh, lights over the the door right now, and mm-hmm. we got the. Little pumpkin in the front yard. Are you that,
2: a cheapskate when it comes to Halloween, or you give out full big candy bars? Oh, buddy,
3: uh, yeah, are you kidding me? I mean, the candy that it, it's amazing. The kind of calories we're putting out there for these. No, things.
2: do you give them the little mini bite no, size, the no, party packs? No, you, I mean, so you get the full on dollar honkers. candy bar, the honkers, the dollar candy bar. You have the king those, size, and you hand them out to kids.
3: King size Snickers might be the finest food ever created. Really. And, and that's what's flying out the door. Are you telling the truth
2: right now? You, you make sure you
3: give out the big bars. Yes. Good for you. And the kids, they come over and they say, thank you, Mr. Hancock. Thank you, so Mrs. Hancock. I hate that. I'm not a Halloween person because
2: I don't want to get dressed up. I don't mind looking at other people in costumes. It's not my thing. I'm dressing up. But I do, living in a building for the last 20-something years of my life, I have never had anybody come to my door, and I want to be the good guy. I, we had people in my neighborhood, they gave apples some oh. people would give you like baked goods and stuff. It's like, no, dude, this is all about sugar. Right. This is about straight sugar and chocolate. Why are you handing out baked goods or an apple? What, what kind of? You, there's a special place for them, people who hand out apples on
3: Halloween, isn't there? Well, especially the they got a razor blade in them. <laughs> oh but, uh, goodness, John.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's Johnny and Michael Kelly. We'll cut you up some more after this on KMOX.
5: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
0: Listen to every MLB game live. In the
1: deep left center field, it is high, it is
3: far, it is God.
0: Stream minor league affiliates.
3: The Midwest League home run leader.
0: And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
3: Deep left field. It's gonna go! Alvarez!
0: Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: Driving town, town tonight. I went value the new soccer stadium that's being built right here in the city of St. 20th Louis. Street it looks awesome. Yeah, uh, we're what a year and a half away, two years away from having a 2023.
3: Soccer team. I think the uh, St. Louis, uh, what is it called? Uh,
2: STL City. STL City will be uh, playing here in St. Louis and. Uh, Soccer, the world sport. John, I grew up playing soccer. Were you in a soccer team when you were a little kid? <clears throat> I was. I was
3: on the Berkeley Bombers.
2: Yeah, and how'd you play?
3: I was goalie. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, I uh, <laughs> I don't like to talk, <laughs> um, but back in the day, Michael, I was. Uh, I was was pretty... that,
2: Were you the goalkeeper because you were the biggest kid on the field and you pretty blocked sharp the most beat. part well, I, of the uh,
3: goal? It was the dexterity. And uh, yeah. the leaping ability, especially, yeah. and and uh, you Three know I was vertical. Uh, no, <laughs> I was able to go left to right, uh, stopping those penalty <laughs> kicks. And um, we had one game where I only let in like four goals. Oh, <laughs> well, there uh, you go. I was phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. How so about you? What'd you I, play? I played uh, fullback, right? Fullback. fullback. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I wasn't in goal. I was fullback. I enjoyed it. And they soccer. told me if the ball came to me. To turn to the nearest sideline and kick as hard as I could. That was my That <laughs> was my outbound? instruction at full. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was my instruction. Why would they want you to do well, that? Well, because they didn't want me kicking it to the middle because yeah. often something bad was about to happen. Oh, well, you don't like to talk. Right. <clears throat> <clears throat> throat>
2: yes. Uh, well, anyway, uh, I am a soccer fan and I'm uh, yeah. trekking U.S. soccer.
3: And I don't get the whole thing.
2: We have the World Cup coming up in another year. So right, right now we're in the midst of U.S. World Cup qualifying. Yeah. And we're in the Concacaf division, which is Concacaf. It's a, it's an abbreviation for Central America, you know, North America. We all participate. What's CAF? I don't know. Just okay. go with it. A federation right. of something. It's the, it's like NFL. It means something, but I, I don't know what it is. Conca. Yeah. So it's Concacaf. So anyway, um, we're 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 playing, and so we've had a couple of important games this past weekend. We played Jamaica. Jamaica? Uh, last week, your your Mike uh, Jamaica, yeah, I yeah, I'm Jamaica, I'm. and they were up two nothing, and then last night huh. we had a game against Panama in Panama, Panama. Now this is qualifying for the, the world's world largest sporting right. event in the world. Yeah, it's a big deal. It is a huge deal. Big. Deal. And America has put together quite a program. Yeah, wait till you hear this. Yeah. So you would think that something this big. I'd be able to flip it onto one of the 300 stations I have on my television. Right. right? Like we yeah. all do. You couldn't find the game. Could not find the game. Huh. And was aggravated because apparently CBS had the contract for the game and they put it on something called the Paramount Network. Yeah. So they wanted you to pay over and above.
3: So you have to, to pay to money to and the and Paramount I f-
2: Network. I found a workaround.
3: Okay. So on my little. Uh, and this is the Kakunkfa. Uh, whatever it is. So
2: on my television yeah. thing, you know, mm-hmm. I hit the guide button yeah. and I went surfing. There it was. In the Spanish channels. The Spanish channel. The television, Univision, Television. Something like that. Television. I watched the entire Telemundo. United States soccer game yeah. in Spanish. Because they weren't carrying it on any American television. So the announcers were watch.
3: in Spanish. Yeah.
2: Goal! You know, yeah, they, they were. In, that was all in Spanish. Well, what, was it? what was that? That was a goal. Well, That's how they yell in what, Spanish.
3: What, how, how'd that go again? Goal! Huh. You've never watched soccer, have it, you? No. So are you telling me that the word for a goal in Spanish is goal? Goal! That can't possibly it be is. true. It is.
2: That it is. It can't possibly be true. It's a goal.
3: The, the, because the Spanish word for goal has to be. Well, tell us, Mr. I well, don't like well let's talk. go to the research department. Uh, Matthew's looking it up as we Very speak. What, what did you come up with there, Matthew?
5: Well, I think this uh, this definition is uh, like the form of goal as in like your objective. So I don't think it's correct. It's obje- objetivo, but I, I don't think it's no. goal as in abhe- a soccer goal. Abhe
3: Habe-hito. Abhe-tivo. Abhe-tivo. All right, so uh, score a goal. Let's let's do score a goal and do the Mexican translation <laughs> to. No, I think it's Spanish translation. El, El goal, goal. Looks like huh? El, El goal. goal. El
2: Hello. goal. Hello.
3: El, uh, El huh. goal. El goal.
2: El Yeah. Huh. Well, who anyway, uh, who knew? How about that? I mean, this is the United States of America competing to get into the World Cup, playing Panama. Yeah. These are important games. It all is about qualifying for the world's biggest sporting event. This is kind of like the Olympics. The networks have uh, wound up bidding on being able to carry the World Cup. Yeah, uh, America's finally putting together a team. And where could you watch it last night? Telemundo. Found. I had to go listen to it on, a,
3: on one of the Spanish stations. And so the United States is playing Panama. Yes. And I'm sure the United States kicks Panama's. No, we lost butte. one to nothing. What? We lost one to nothing. To Panama. To Panama. We lost to Panama. Yeah, well, soccer is the world sport, brother. The United States of America, we, we a nation of a 330 lot. million people, mm-hmm. loses a soccer game to Panama, a nation of I don't know, 60, 80 people. Uh, how can oh, this come on? I, I mean, how can this possibly be? Panama. Oh. This is what this is what the stadium erupted after the game. Is this Van Halen? Yeah. So after the game was over. One to nothing, shocking upset. Mm-hmm. The stadium there, and I guess it was Panama City. <laughs> because, I mean, you know, that's kind of what you do. Uh, where, where does the singing start there, Matthew? <laughs> well, I, I couldn't watch it. This was playing. It's like Gloria when the Blues won the Stanley Cup. But it was yeah. a good
2: way to try to learn this, how to speak Spanish because I knew what was happening yeah. on the television screen right. but i had no idea what was being said yeah i speak no spanish i speak no foreign language oh huh. muy
3: pequeño oh muy, muy
2: pequeño. no <laughs> whatever you said come <laughs> see <laughs> is that french
3: i had three years of spanish in college myself really? yeah yeah i didn't have to take it and uh my teacher was hermana cecilia uh-huh hermana cecilia she was from uh, honduras honduras and um uh, and so I was not a particularly good uh, Espanol speaker. estudiante. Yeah. And uh, Estudiante de Espanol, I should say. And so, you know, we're conjugating the verbs and out there. And I'm not doing so well. Mm-hmm. But Hermana Cecilia, she liked me. Okay. She liked me so much that on my birthday, she baked a cake. And on top of the cake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> apparently. Hermana Cecilia thought I looked like E.T. <laughs> 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 so, So she brings this cake in with a couple of candles on it and a little thing of E.T. sitting in the middle of the cake. And <laughs> I'm she said that looks like you? She said, Feliz cumpleaños, Juan. And I said, Por qué? And she <laughs> says, Feliz cumpleaños. And I said, K.S., pointing at the uh, 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 what's E.T. His, E.T. right yeah. there. She says, E.T., and I said, "Yeah, I know." And she tells me that I remind her of VT. Really? <laughs> That's what the woman oh said Oh my to me. gosh! But there's she, another movie that she gave remake. me a C in Spanish, so it's, she? It's, it's all good. Well, you I just gotta... wanted to get out of there. Yeah, I did.
2: Yeah, I I tried in high school. I tried a couple of the foreign languages, and it didn't work out. So, did you try by, French? Yes. It was a, it was worse than Spanish.
3: Well, let me give you a little clue on French. Okay. So uh, let's repeat after me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there you go. You're, you're wee not, wee wee. You got to see.
2: But anyway, how crazy is that? You couldn't watch a game last night. I had to watch it in Spanish and blah, blah, blah. Now, you make fun of me for soccer, but, John, you watch snooker all yeah. day. By the way, I saw you on Sunday. You had with you your iPad. Yeah. You were running around uh, watching on your iPad right. a, a snooker game that was taking well, place over it, in Europe. It's, it's a Northern Ireland and Open. You have You have the audacity to make fun of. of of soccer?
3: I wasn't watching the whole match, Michael. I was watching Ronnie O'Sullivan, who is the greatest so? snooker player to ever live. I
2: understand, but you, you're, in the... you're teasing me about
3: watching soccer. Yeah, the sport oh.
2: that more people on the planet participate here's the thing about soccer.
3: In. Yeah, Here, here's the thing: in soccer, they kick the ball. They kick the ball. They kick the ball. It goes out of bounds. They throw the ball. They kick the ball. They, and this goes on for hours. Hours, nothing's happening. Okay. They're kicking the ball. They're throwing the All ball. Right. Somebody falls down. Ooh, and the card comes out, and then they, you know, they act like they, they act like they All lost right. their kidney, and then oh, lo and behold, they get up, and then they kick the ball, and and it goes on and on and on and on, and then if you're lucky, if you're lucky, before the three hours is over, you get. Ah, it's a goal! Somebody kicked the ball and go, yay! Everybody cheers.
2: It's only ninety minutes. That is soccer. But hold on a second. Let me describe something to you. Yeah, they throw the ball. He catches it. He throws it back to him. The guy steps out of a some type of a box. He does his harms. He puts his hands in his gloves. Yeah. He scratches himself. Yeah. He adjusts his cap. He gets back in. Yeah. They throw the ball. Can't you understand that that's considered to be boring as Swing well? Swing it a long
3: one. Deep yeah. left center right. field. This Goal. ball may go. Adios. That's yeah. what, what yeah, happens but, in soccer, yeah, too. Yeah, once or twice a day.
2: It's, it's a game, John. It fills up. It's got. I'm a, sure it's lovely. I just don't understand how a man who can be so nuanced in his appreciation of sport mm-hmm. that he has embraced a sport. That is even a minority sport in the country that invented it, meaning it's it's a sub sport. People don't. This is not the big deal. It's you, Snooker. You're it's, dissing on snooker. Yeah, I'm dissing on it in the oh. sense that this is a this is a secondary, maybe even a third-rate sport, um, and you're focused on it. Anybody drama, who's involved in soccer is boring. The
3: drama yeah. in snooker when you're when you're lining up the black and you just need the black and one last red to win the match in the black and you cut it towards the left-hand middle and it doesn't go because the pockets are so small. It's almost impossible to make. And the drama of that, when the, the entire match in <clears throat> the twinkling of an eye changes right before, I mean, there's no, there's nothing like it. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's called snooker, S-N-O-O-K-E-R. snooker. You can Google it, watch it on YouTube. Let me tell you, I love it, warning. You will enjoy it. Warning, if you start watching it, it's going to get you. It is an addictive stuff. sport,
2: and I enjoy playing it with John. John is a pool shark. Uh, it's a vi- version of billiards, much tougher game of billiards. Much tougher. We do enjoy playing it together. Hey, speaking of being behind the eight ball, we got one more segment with you. So uh, Hancock and Kelly will be back to wrap this thing up after this on the Mighty Mox.
3: Okay, I don't know how relatable this story is, but... um, That's always a good place to start.
2: Well, it could be, Mm. but I mean, look, uh, there's two... Let me predicate this by saying, I wish I would have had this gal's job that I'm about to tell you the story about. Oh, okay. A 42-year-old woman saved $660,000 in her life. Mm, life. Well
3: done at 42. Let's see what's her name.
2: Uh... Rashida Dow. Rashida Dow. Um, and she was, uh, worked in a law office, and uh-huh. she had saved her money. And yeah. it talks about how she worked really hard to save the extra dollars that she had. Yeah. She'd accumulated all this money. and then So she... uh,
3: let's assume that Rashida uh, Dow does not have a husband or children. No, she's a single woman. That's that's how you accumulate $600,000. Right.
2: Exactly. So all she right. had accumulated six hundred mm-hmm. grand in her life. Uh, she got laid off from her job in 2018. Gone. At the age of 39. See ya, Rashida. She got laid off, so yep. she said, "You know what? I'm hmm. going to take a career break." Yeah, she took six months, yeah. took a chunk of that money, and went and saw the world. Went to 22 different countries, Rashida, countless cities across the world, just tasting the places that she liked. Well, she that went set to her two places. There's like 50, 60 grand that she spent on wow. on this trip just around traveling the world. The world. Yeah, tra- for all year. Huh. There was one location she went to twice: Mexico City. May um, he She has now. Came back from her year-long trip of seeing the world. Yeah. Took a couple of weeks. Found a place in Mexico City. Is renting an apartment. Yeah. Nice one. For 1200 bucks a month. Yeah. Which is one-third of the cost of what she was paying in Dallas or wherever she was from. Um, and she's essentially retiring. She's 42. cashing out all of her... 401ks the 660 thousand so she's she got saved. a half a
3: million or more yeah it's about a half
2: million bucks and she's gonna live it out and she goes yeah it's not a lot of money considering inflation and right. considering how long I will live but I've I've now seen the world and I know that I can live in other places that I want to be she has that spirit for that uh at a much cheaper rate than she would be able to do in the United States so Fascinating. she you know she's not waking up and and walking down to Panera and well, I mean, it potentially could be in Mexico City, but you get what I'm saying. She's not living the American retired yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Got me to thinking. Uh-huh. Would you run away? Where would you go?
3: Uh, well, so I've actually given this a little bit of thought. Um, I talked to somebody, a, good, a mutual friend of ours, uh-huh. and um, he was telling me that they went on a vacation, I don't know, several years ago to Nicaragua. Uh-huh. And he said that they spent next to nothing. They had a house on the beach, a wait staff, uh-huh. and and they were like multi million. And this guy's not wealthy right. by any means. Uh-huh. And he said it was incredible. He said you could buy a place there on the ocean in Nicaragua, and live in this incredibly beautiful area. You get the food there, and you right. got uh, Got you. To, it makes you think. Yeah, and, th- and th- I think
2: Nicaragua is a lot like Panama uh-huh. and a couple of other countries down Panama, there in Central we're just America talking uh, about them. that that have a real huge expat uh, community of uh-huh. people who've uh-huh. left the United States to set up their uh-huh. lives. And they've kind of Americanized it to a little bit because I've heard the same type of story about Panama. that yeah. It's just a bunch of American high rises and it's a bunch of Americans and they've made it easy for you to be able to get your Social Security checks, et cetera, if you're retired. Huh. But it is hard. You know, you do forget as we're in the daily grind here in the United States, and it's really unattainable for so many of us with family and kids and stuff. You just can't up and leave. Right. But, uh, you know, this young lady, she was afforded that responsibility. And retired
3: at 42. 42 years old. Well, I've got a buddy that's retiring uh, December 31st, and he's 54 years old. Really? Retiring. A major corporation? or Yeah. So he got stock and oh yeah, so yeah. he did well on his life is good yeah. But I mean you know now me, uh, my retirement party I'm already planning it. Yes. Uh, it's going to be at the uh, Bo- Boat Chapel, yes. <laughs> yes. You
2: and I are classic definitions of the idea that we are worth more dead than we are alive. Oh, for me. Oh, no, I mean more alive than... No, more, more worth more dead than alive. <laughs> yeah, there's no
3: doubt about that. I might, as long as I die before the life insurance term runs out, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. everybody—the banks, the insurance companies—they all want to keep us working. They don't yeah. want us checking it's out. True, it's true. Why, it's why I don't worry.
3: Bills. It's why I don't worry too much about the health care because I know I'm going to get the best. No uh, doubt. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Well, I, I've, I've thought about running away, Matthew. You're
2: 22, you're 23 years old. He's got his whole
5: life ahead of him.
2: Where, where's the furthest you've been?
5: Uh, well, I studied abroad in Vienna, Austria. So that's, oh, that's the farthest I've been. Yeah. Wow. And then, did you Did you go up to the The Hills? Are yeah, alive. I went to Salzburg. I didn't take the Sound of Music tour though, but I was in the in the same in city Salzburg. in the mountains of the, of the movie. Yeah. So, are you a
3: musician yourself? Yeah, I play guitar. Nice. I knew it. I knew it. Lead I knew guitar, it.
5: bass guitar. He plays uh, lead guitar. Lead acoustic rhythm, whatever, whatever you need. What's yeah. your uh, what's your what's your genre? What do you like? Uh, I like old like seventies progressive rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would that give
2: me? One a song, uh, name it. Roundabout. roundabout. Uh, oh yes. oh so yeah, yeah. Oh. that's John's
3: favorite group. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, it, it, so Roundabout, the beautiful thing so about it it starts go. off you know with a, a druggy
5: music. so do you play Roundabout? I can. I part of it, and then I've I've learned that that bass intro on the you know on the actual bass, which is pretty tough, but it's so iconic. It's so much fun to play. Oh, Chris Squire man. Yeah. I mean, that guy,
3: unparalleled. Uh, right. And uh, I played that Rickenbacker, man, and it just rocked. Mm-hmm. Uh so the the keyboard solo on Roundabout. I interviewed Rick Wakeman, the keyboardist, yep. for Yes, and you know, he's got a very eclectic background. His father was a stride piano player. Played, you know, like almost ragtime music. And uh and he played in a country western band at one point in really? in England. But uh, his heavy influence was with classical music, clearly, and blues. And if you go back and listen to that organ solo in Roundabout, uh, it's phenomenal. And it's it's a blues riff. Yeah. It's true. Well, that's Matt, the producer.
2: Matt, thanks so much for being with us uh, today. Great job, Matt. Thank you for listening to us on KMOX. Hope you had a blast playing Password. Have a safe night. See you tomorrow. Bye, y'all. St. Louis.